two days since I first published my podcast. A year. Wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone who has liked, who has engaged, who has shared, who has listened to any one of these podcasts. Thank you so, so very much. And thank you to each and every single one of my guests. Wow. Wow. So this week we have Moya. Or rather this episode we have Moya talking to us about her experience with Turner's. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi everyone, welcome back. So this week we have Moya with us. Hi Moya. Hi. Hi Emily. Hi everyone. How are you today? Yeah, really well. We've got Christmas out the way now, haven't we? The Christmas trees down. So looking forward to the new year and all that that brings with us. Yeah, it'll be good. It's going to be a good year. Going to be. Feel that, Emily. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about Turners, if that's okay. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. What's your relationship with Turners? Well, I got an email in 2017 from Sam who, who asked me as a, as a mindfulness teacher, would I come along to conference? So that'd be four years ago now. So I came along to Park Hall at Janet Richard, which is just down the road from me. Not knowing what to expect, I hadn't heard of Turner's. So I had to do some looking up um, to see actually what what the condition was. When I arrived, um, I was just taken aback by the friendliness, the welcome from everybody, not just from Sam, but from everybody at the conference. And what I noted while I was just waiting to be shown a room was how supportive everybody was of everybody else. But the main thing was the joy, the laughter, the camaraderie. It it stays with me Mm. and it bowled me over, to be honest. You know, I don't know what I was expecting, Emily. But I, I felt immediately accepted. Mm. People were interested and it gave time to try something different, which again is amazing because we're creatures of habit and we, we kind of like to do the same things. And mm. um, I met Arlene, and again, could you be led by such a um, forceful, passionate, compassionate lady. Mm. So I was kind of hooked after that, Emily, to be honest with you. Um, I found out it more. I went on the website. Arlene sent me some things. So I started to kind of try to understand myself and mm. um, hey, what was happening, you know, what was what was the condition. But then... 
as my relationship with Turner's progressed, I started doing some Zoom meetings and some one-to-one counselling. And again, the underlying issue for, for, for most of the members is one of low confidence. Um, maybe not feeling enough that they have to do more than perhaps the average job to be accepted. Yeah. And when I see such wonderful, spirited people who doubt themselves, that was my um, focus then, to try to really helping the members to perhaps look at things in a, in a different way. Because what we think is very real for us, isn't it? But sometimes it's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be all-consuming. It can be all-consuming. And, and what that does is stop us from trying. And the world needs people like you and like other members of the society showing the world that actually things aren't always all right Mm. but we get on with it Mm -hmm. you know we do what we can and we support one another and and that's been kind of my focus I, I would guess in in the society is to perhaps help the girls to see what others see in them. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So some honest reflection about, you may think that, however, look at the reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so many of the girls are achieving the going to uni. You know, Arlene mentioned this uh, learning disability that they said that her daughter would have restrictions. And to hear the stories and see people not only coming through it, but just smashing the expectations Mm -hmm. of others. And I do counselling work with other people and it, it, it does seem to be a common theme that yeah. people doubt, doubt themselves to a, to a point where they, they stop trying. Mm. And, again, that's been something that I want to work on, having experienced that myself for many years as a child. Mm. See, I guess I'm the opposite of Turner's. I'm, I'm six foot tall. And I experienced, when I was growing up, um, a lot of bullying. Mm. for being different and what what can happen is, is you grow up thinking that there's something wrong with you yeah and when we look at it on the, the bigger picture it's often good to remember that other people's behavior says much about them and not very much about you really yeah but mm. you need that you need that mindset growth, don't you, to get mm. to that place? Mm. And you I'm need at, to be... Sorry, darling. I'm at that place now, and it's amazing, but it just comes with age. 
I sound really old. <laughs> But yeah. just, oh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> It's right that but until people reflect on that, Emily, and say, actually, is this right? We carry on because we're creatures of habit. And the more we do it, the more ingrained the thinking becomes. And it takes a bit of bravery, actually, to be able to say, hang on. Is this negativity actually coming from me now mm -hmm. rather than it being um, sent in from somebody else? Yeah. You see, and a lot of people look for the reasons outside of themselves. And, and, and most often when we can sit with it, we can see perhaps some of our thinking may be bringing on the issues that we're constantly facing. Mm -hmm. So it's about, like you have, it's about looking at that and perhaps getting new habits in there to calm us down enough to be able to move forward. Yeah. Mm. I remember doing a mindfulness session with you and I just, I loved what you said about can you change it in that second? Can you change it in that second? And that changed a lot for me. Mm. And I'm, I'm so proud, Emily, that, that you've been able to get up, get hold of it and, and bring it into your own practice. Mm. Because mindfulness or any really personal development work, I can provide some signposts. <laughs> you know, I can maybe show you where the journey goes, but ultimately you walk that walk. Mm -hmm. And it's only in doing that that we begin to get new habits that enable us to perhaps move on from, from the self-conscious um, thinking that we, we perhaps have, have developed through life experience. But also in, in turn, is, um, that seems to be one of the factors mm. of Turner's. It is this kind of low self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. So you've said about how low self-esteem might be the biggest challenge that you've seen of Turner's. What's been the most positive, would you say, that you've seen? The most positive has been the, I can't say, like the, the close-knitness of the group, if that's a word. Mm -hmm. So many of you. You come from all over the country, but each one of you, from what I saw at conference and continue to see, are so supportive of one another. The information's there. You don't run away from the, the not-so-good bits of turners. You're quite honest about those things. Mm. But you overcome that with a, a positivity that thrills me. I also loved being at the the, um, the conference, yeah. only for a few hours here and there, but you almost get lifted yeah. by that positivity and by the friendliness of everybody. Mm -hmm. And not just the members, the parents as well, siblings, people who, who support each other. And what a fantastic community that is. It is. It really is. I only wish, Emily, that other groups of people had such a community 
to support, encourage, pick up off the floor and we keep going forward. Mm-hmm. And I think any group who wants to form could learn a lot from how the Turner Society it, it encourages people to grow. Yeah, it's very that's... fertile soil, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that's been my most most positive. And every time I speak to someone from Turner's, a conference is mentioned in some way. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Mostly with people saying, we don't want it to end. <laughs> I know. The amount of people that have said about the conference on this podcast is nearly been everyone. <laughs> How amazing it is. There really is. Unless you've been there, you won't know. You need to be in the energy don't you of everyone there. It's exactly right. And isn't that what we said really about the mindfulness? And it's about accepting what is mm. and then deciding what you're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the lift that conference gives people can set them on that journey, can't it? Yeah. You know, because if they can be so happy at conference, so relaxed, so accepted, then let's try and get that into other areas mm. of the life as well. One quote that I love from, I've heard it somewhere, so I don't exactly, I can't remember who has said it, but they said, you don't stop yourself from being happy, so why stop yourself from being sad, Mm. which I love, because you need Mm. to go through everything, don't you? It's a balance, Emily, isn't it? Yeah. And really, without the laws, would we appreciate the highs? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if life was high all the time, I think it might get a bit boring. You know, we do need some struggles almost to develop ourselves, Mm -hmm. to challenge that thinking that what am I saying when I say I can't do something? Look at what I'm achieving. Mm -hmm. So, again, the thought is very real, but it's not actually true. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think being with others and offering that support enables people to look at that and on and, and start to maybe say, even if that's true, so what? Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, sometimes I need to be a bit sad mm-hmm. to recognise that I've got the tools to move forward with this. Yeah. And you've got the support networks that feed you, that want you to, that lift you as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the swimming that you did for the society. How amazing. Once again, congratulations. (laughs) But, you know, I don't comment that much on Facebook, but I look and I I said, look at that warmth. Everybody was swimming with you. Yeah. Yeah. And you ended up doing more, earning more, making more money than you set out to do. Yeah. But it was done with love, Emily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And perhaps that's another thing I feel with the society. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of real concern and caring for people. Yeah, there is. Which in a world like ours is pretty unique, isn't it? Mm. 
Yeah, I work with lots of different groups and I, I've never felt that unity mm. that you have. Yeah. And maybe it's like Arlene said, because you're thoroughly decent, kind, humble people. Yeah. And you want the best for others. Couldn't be any more than that, really, could there? So I usually ask how the society has helped you, but I want to ask how have we helped you? Have we taught you anything? Turners, women and girls? Very much so. Very much so. It's your determination, the joy, the overcoming or living with some of the issues because some of the issues are serious, aren't they? You know, the issues about not being able to have children in many cases, the potential heart issues that you have, the growth hormones. And it makes me very humble, Emily, to be associated with a group that has such a humour running through it as well. Mm. The ability to laugh at ourselves sometimes yeah. is, is so therapeutic, <laughs> I know. isn't it? Yeah. You know, the laughing together, the sharing of experiences. And any group that has a common purpose or a common reason for being gives that to people it gives acceptance to people people don't feel so alone mm. when they can pick up the phone or, or email or be in contact with other people who know what it's like mm. yeah so how has the society helped you would you say It's helped me by um, being part of a positive group, a group that supports, encourages, and wants the best for all of their members. Mm. I've been doing some one-to-one counselling, and again, the courage in which members look at their life situation and the positivity in which they put those into practice. Um, amazing is not the right word. It took, I'm touched by it. It makes me feel very humble mm. that these people with such capacity accepting some of the limitations that come with the diagnosis, moving forward towards their goals. And that is something that, that, that should be highlighted, Emily, mm -hmm. the things that people are doing and should be celebrated, shouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. And it's given me... Um, a focus for new groups, you know, people maybe 
I'm working with a group of parents who are struggling, um, some with addiction, some with domestic abuse. And the thing that I find is they're totally isolated. Yeah. They don't trust anybody anymore. Mm. And it's the isolation many times that deepens the problem. And I think the way in which the society operates, its accessibility to all of the the committee, the love, again, the love that's shown to one another, it just bowls me over. And I would love that to be replicated in, in other groups that I'm involved in. Mm. Because we can't do it on our own, can we? No, sometimes we need can't. other people, don't we? Yeah, yeah. You know, and when we try to do it on our own, and we keep all the problems inside, and we don't talk to anybody, things seem to go worse. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, what I've I've got from Turner's is just that spirit of support and love. And I think based on that, that's why it continues to grow and, and flourish. And, and the numbers. Sorry, Leah. It's all right. I was just saying and increasing the, the numbers. I know Arlene said initially um, at conference it was all quite older women. And then as the conference has gone on, it's the younger people that are having their say. Mm. And making the difference. Mm-hmm. And that's where it should be. Another quote I love is a problem shared is a problem halved. And it's really true, isn't it? Mm. Really true. The saddest people, Emily, are usually the most isolated ones mm. because they've lost touch with, with their community. And that wouldn't happen in turn. <laughs> No. I don't think they'd allow it to happen. Nobody would fall off the end at Turner's, would they? Because they'd be Sam and (laughs) Arlene and everybody else pulling you back on. Yeah. Yeah. So you've said about your involvement. So during the pandemic, what did you do? You did some Zoom sessions. Mm. Arlene's asked me if I'd do some just general Zoom sessions, just teaching people just some techniques, really, to to stop the mind being um, the main controller. So we introduce mindfulness on, on the basis, really, that wherever our attention is, that's where the intention is. So if we're thinking all the time, and if some of that thinking is, is quite negative, then our emotions are negative. Now, this was particularly um, important, I felt, during COVID because people were more isolated, couldn't have conference. You know, many people had to work from home or study from home, Mm -hmm. couldn't meet up like we used to. So a lot of the social contact that that we rely on was was gone or, or even temporarily suspended. So we did some um, Zoom mindfulness. And initially, I wasn't sure how it would go, Emily, because like most of the Turners, I'm a people person and I didn't know whether the um, 
interface we were using would take something away from that. However, that didn't seem to be the case. So I've done three lots of mindfulness classes. Um, people attended each one, but I think many could have been a bit hesitant because they didn't know what it was or they didn't know what the format was. But the people who came, like yourself, almost saw a different way yeah, or had a tool in their tool bag, you know, to be able to calm themselves down. One of the things is um, mindfulness isn't about going to a class once a week. Being aware of our breathing needs to be kind of done every day. Because what happens is it begins to lower our sense of anxiety. And if we're if our anxiety is lower, then we're not as likely to impulsively be emotional. Yeah. And I mean that in a negative session. So if I'm thinking negatively, mm. I'm more anxious, I might be more um, willing to believe more negative things about myself because I haven't got my usual friendship group around me to, to boost me up and to make me recognise where that negative thinking takes me. So I also do, I've been doing some one-to-one which have gone very well, very well in, indeed, and we've had some really positive feedback from that. Again, I can show people, I can signpost people, but you do the work. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because the practice is kind of then over to you. And as people practice more, they feel the benefit of it. And so it's experiential learning. And anything that people can experience for themselves is more powerful than me standing up here telling you what you could do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you felt it. You said there's a couple of things we talked about that quite kind of registered with you. And you recognise by your own practice, really, that this could be something that's good for me. Yeah. And I guess that's the message. If there's a message of the podcast is try it and see mm -hmm. you know and there's no rights or wrongs there's no have to's there's just an invitation that if you do this you will feel calmer mm. Mm. Yeah. And, and when we feel calmer we're a bit more in control of things yeah definitely definitely wow I've loved this so what's the most important message about turnips and about mindfulness would you say? I don't feel qualified to give a message about, about Turner's. Mm -hmm. I can tell you how I feel about Turner's. And mm -hmm. um, again, having read a lot more and listened to the experiences of parents and the young people who have Turner's, teaches me that it doesn't matter what you have labelled. What really matters is what's inside. 
and I see I would like to be part of something that kind of unlocks that for people. Yeah. Mm, and, and shows the members, like everything the society does, but you're worth it. You've so much to offer us. Don't hide this light behind some kind of dust cover. Let's pull that dust cover off. Let's really be all that I can be. Yeah. So that that would be what I kind of think from Turner's is it it's quite sad to see so much let's say talent, so much life, so much individuality covered by a label of Turner's. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like we should be going well. Look at us with Turners and see what we can achieve, see what we bring to the world mm. rather than us seeing it. Oh, I've got Turners and I, yeah, I have got Turners and look at my life. Yeah. That's it what is, I get from Turners. It is sad to see, isn't it? Mm. A low self-esteem stopping people from doing things. Mm. And it's it's universal, Emily. Mm. You know, we're particularly talking about Turner's now. But from, you know, young children who were in not the best family circumstances who grow up and believe that they're bad mm. and then get into all kinds of crime or addiction. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of group, a lot of individuals that are struggling. And I think particularly over these past two years, were the, the normal um, safeguarding that aren't there, the routines have gone. People have struggled. Mm. And I think the society has done an amazing job. Some of the things that Sam puts on the games and the activities yeah. and the get-togethers, and they sound such fun. So I think the way in which the society has adapted during this time, and there's been a couple of losses, aren't there, that people have struggled with. Yeah. But again, being part of that community has soothed you because you've been able to grieve together. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So that doesn't make the sadness kind of go away, no. but it makes it easier to carry. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this episode? I've really loved this. Thank you, Emily. I, I can only probably repeat what I've said already. I've, again, and when I look back 2017, and I feel that I have been on a journey with you because each time I work with someone, I find out more things about me mm -hmm. it's never a one-way counseling it's like I, I feel like the teacher and the student learn together mm -hmm. and what what I've learned over these is a compassion it's learning to put the big stick down to stop beating yourself up it's learning that it doesn't matter what's happened we can get up again. Yeah. 
and we can get on our way. So I will be continuing to do some one-to-one. Uh, -one. I think Arlene said they've applied for some funding. Um, so hopefully that will continue. We may do some more mindfulness sessions as well. And it's really all about giving people just some tools in the tool bag to, to be able to self-soothe, you know, and not in a, a blaming way, but more in a therapeutic way. Why do I feel like this? And being kind to ourselves mm -hmm. rather than the bully voice. Many of us have a bully in our head that keeps telling us we're not good enough. We're stupid. Why would anybody want you? You know, and that's a, a voice that probably 99% of people have. What I love about Turner's is that, yeah, we see that voice. But with the, the power of that group and that community, nobody gets left behind. Mm. Yeah. Everybody's an individual. And the support is a to want everybody to succeed in whatever area they they choose. And you're just a shining example of that, Miss Seymour. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Aren't you? Thank you. What's next for you, Emily? What's next? Bigger and better. <laughs> yeah. Bigger and better. I yeah. don't know what that looks like, but I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Bigger yeah. and better things. Lovely. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Moya. I feel really uplifted after that. And I hope yeah. everyone listening does as well. I've really enjoyed it, Emily. When you first asked me, I thought, oh, my word. <laughs> it's a bit nervous, to be honest. So maybe that's what you've helped me to overcome is yeah. being on my guest yeah. for the first yeah. time on your podcast. So that has been really exciting for me oh, and I'm good. thrilled to have been asked good thrilled oh, thank you so much thank you Emily and lovely everyone, to speak to you yeah lovely to speak to you as well Moya and everyone listening I'll see you next week thank you Moya for that amazing episode I've really 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 enjoyed that so, as I said in my last episode, keep up to date on my socials so that I can inform you when the next episode is coming out. Because this week, because it's a year since my podcast has been launched, I'm doing three episodes this week, including this one. So, my next episode is on the 15th in two days' time of me narrating the story that I wrote for my functional skills English college course and it's about tennis syndrome so it's very 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 fitting for this podcast so I hope you really enjoy the next episode and I'll see you then